Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Hi, I like to have Steve's assessment of uh, ticker symbol F as in French, B as in boy, Facebook, uh, because it's seen a lot of ups and downs. I like to know what the future is. And provides unbiased answers. If I could figure out the future, boy, I'd be rich. Facebook, now called Meta Platforms. I don't like Facebook personally, uh, so uh, it's not a stock that I own, And but I think it's a very solid company. Invest Talk, over 37 million downloads and counting across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to InvestSoc. It is Monday, December 27, 2021. I hope you had a great Christmas. So we're now moving through the final trading days of 2021. We only have three left. New Year's Day is on Saturday, just like Christmas was this year. So the market will be closed on Friday, December 31st. Um, by the way, we have prepared a new best of called questions uh, invest talk show for Friday. So you st- we still will be on the air and it'll be the best stop. So the calendar will soon be 2022. My guess is that there are many of us that will welcome the new year, but of course there were there may be things you need to accomplish before year's end. You know, we're not done yet. We're getting close, but we're not done yet. Rebalancing your portfolio is one thing you could do. We could talk about that. You know, we can talk about how to do that and what's the best way to do that if you have those kinds of questions. Um, and of course, how to protect the portfolio. We can talk about that. I have been pretty bullish uh, in the recent newsletters that people have been seeing, even despite the pullback and the softness and the volatility of the market, I'm still bullish in the shorter term. Shorter term meaning months, not not for the year necessarily. I haven't decided on the whole year. But for at least until, you know, we're in the best part of the year and for at least three months or so, I'm fairly bullish on that. That doesn't mean we won't have a correction. But I don't think that we should, if we do get a correction, I think that would be health restoring, really. That's what I think it will be. But, you know, we'll, we're, gonna all go, we're all going to observe it, aren't we? Now, if you want answers to specific directed questions for your situation, you need to call. And I really do like to answer any questions. So you need to call if you have those kinds of questions, and I would appreciate if you would call. You know that we we got to manage our portfolios. So on today's program and podcast, I always start off with the same mission statement: independent thinking and shared success. And of course, that's your assurance from me and Justin that we'll provide you with facts. And we say that every show, you will get the facts from us, not speculation. If we, we do speculate, we'll tell you it's speculation. Okay. So. I'm Steve Peasley, and of course, I encourage you to call. We are live 4 to 5 Pacific time. That means we're live right now. We're live Monday through Friday, generally speaking. And our number is always the same, never changes, 888-99-CHART. So let's get right to our listener line question. 
Hi, Steve. Great show. Hey, uh, Putnam Global Technology Fund, PGTAX. Seems like it fell off a cliff today, 1223. It went down almost 18% today. I'm just kind of curious if we can, I'm not seeing any news and the market is up today. So I'm kind of curious what happened if you have any insight. Thank you. Great show. Bye. Okay. Uh, it, there's several things that could be without doing some research. I would not know. But um, let me see if I can see that big fall that you're talking about. Not that big of a deal. Okay. Um, um, PGTAX uh, is the symbol, Petnam Technology. Okay. At the end of the year, or toward the end of the year, there's always the capital gains, uh, uh, capital gains distributions. In other words, if you own a fund that had lots of realized gains and no realized losses or very little to offset those gains, they then, you have to pay for that, by the way. If you own the fund, that means the fund the very next day will open up much less because they had to pay taxes on that money. So that could be a reason why it falls sharply. Another reason is it could have one or two positions. It depends on how how uh, narrow the spread is. In other words, how, how how many stocks do they have? What percentages of the top 10 stocks is it? Do they have a huge weighting in a particular stock and something happened to that stock to drag it down? That often happens. And since it's technology fund, it's a technology fund, it can be pretty darn volatile. And that's what could have happened today. So it's hard to know without getting into it. But it's going to be one, probably one of those two things. That would be my guess. Appreciate the call. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Time to give me a call. Love to talk to you. Um, my focus point today is based on, uh, uh, on this question. Could emerging markets provide investment opportunities right now? Now, the strength on the greenback makes it harder for emerging market economies to service U.S.-denominated debt. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, also, J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan made a, a market call. So I want to share that with you if we can. And I got some, an interesting stat on the Santa Claus rally. And what happens if the first day of the Santa Claus period, which is between December and January, by the way, that's the technical definition of the Santa Claus rally in between that time, if you get a Santa Claus rally. I have some stats. If the first day is over 1%, what happens to the rest of the week? I think you'll find this interesting. And do you know who Kathy Woods is? She's uh, the the main investment officer of ARK Invest, ARK Invest, which has been in the news a lot lately because it did very well, but this year it did very poorly, uh, down 20% this year. But she takes huge bets on certain things, and I want to give you three tech stocks she's betting on for the year, and you'll find that interesting, I think, for the next coming year, the coming up year, Okay. The market was up today. The Dow was up 351 points. The Nasdaq up 217. That was 1.3%, by the way, for the Nasdaq. And the S&P up 65, and that was also up 1.3%, almost exactly the same as the Nasdaq. The Dow was only up a little less than 1%. So both the S&P and the Nasdaq were well over, well over 1%. The reason why I'm telling you the percentage is because that's the stat I have for one of my talking points. When the market's up over 1%, the first day of a Santa Claus period, 
What happens to the rest of the days to the end of the year for the Santa Claus rally? You'll, I'm telling you, you'll find this interesting. I do. I, I like these kind of stats. They're kind of fun. Okay. 888-99-CHARTERS, our number, 888-992-4278. You know, again, we're coming into the end of the year. Uh, if you haven't paid attention to your tax loss selling, the things you need to do, you don't have much time left. I mean, it's kind of crucial. You're down to, you're down to the, the very nubs of what you need to be doing. Okay? Okay, my, my uh, trivia question today. It concerns your cash. Does the government want to know when you deposit or withdraw large amounts? Does the government want to know that? Yes, it does. This is coming up on the halfway point of the program and podcast. But what is large cash, a large amount of cash? Do you know the numbers when they start to be? Do you know when num- what the number is when the banks are required to report it to the government when you withdraw big cash? So we're heading into a quick break. I'm ready to take in and handle your questions. Call at any time. The Invest Talk number is 888-99-CHART. We're counting down the days. New Year's Eve will be here soon. 2021 will be in the record books as we start a new year. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are ready to answer your finance and investment questions. Call Invest Talk 888 99 Chart. Hi, this is uh, Donald. I'm from Pennsylvania. Uh, I was looking at Total Energies. TTE is the symbol. I'm uh, looking for something to go into the liquefied natural gas area. I wanted to know what do you think of this company and their present the value? and what would be a good buy point. And um, it seems to be limited in the U.S. for uh, that. I was wondering um, if uh, maybe I should look more to the U.S. Because I think this is a French company. And I uh, just wanted to say that I'm thankful I started listening to you in 2018 when I was visiting family in Hawaii. And uh, I'll be there uh, in the first couple of weeks of January. I hope to call the uh, program in person and not do, do the voicemail. I do appreciate your insights and have used them. So thank you very much. I hope you have a wonderful holiday. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Um, it is a French company, a TTE called Total Energies SEADR. So ADR, American Depository Receipt, means a foreign company traded on our exchange, and it's on the New York Stock Exchange. Engaged in exploration and marketing of oil, biofuels, natural gas, renewables on a global scale. It's a $134 billion company. It's big. It's going to, well, it, that's some time ago. That's old news. care about that. Uh, it makes, it's going to make $6.17 this year after only making $1.43. What's interesting, that was the lowest it's ever made. Earnings, $1.43 because of COVID. That's the lowest it's ever been. Uh, next year, it's going to be up another 8% to $6.67 a share. Management owns 4%. That's a huge amount for a $135 billion company. So that's that's a good sign. I like that. Uh, mutual funds have, have been uh, pretty much steady, not buying, not selling, which is a little disappointing. Pays a 2.3% dividend, which is not very big. Does not have a lot of debt. Has some, but does not. And recent quarters... 
been very, uh, very strong sales. The most recent quarter, September 21 quarter, it was up 80% sales, 49 billion, 49.1 billion in the quarter. Before that, it was up 93% to 80, 41 billion because of the quarters before that. It's low, of course, was in the COVID 2020 year. Anyways, um, it's a strong, financially strong, solid company. Not a great return on equity of 4%, which is really low. Cash flow is huge at $10.15. If you're going to get to LNG, this would not be the company that you probably want. Uh, And they're kind of diversified in the energy and the global scale. So, you know, I'm not keen on it. Uh, As far as the chart is concerned... Well, you know, it has been just hanging in there. Uh, 5256 was what it, it was in October, and that was the high of the year. It's at 51, so it fell all the way down to 45 and now coming back up. I just don't think that has much power behind it to go much higher than that. Uh, it's not expensive. I mean, it's going to make $6, and it's a $51 stock. I mean, it's what, eight, eight and a half PE? Well, the lowest it's been in the last five years, five, so it's not that cheap yet. <coughs> Excuse me. My focus point today is based on the story behind the question. Could emerging markets provide investment opportunities? Let's drill into that story. What do you think? I think you're going to have to be very, very careful. I think it's possible uh, uh, emerging markets because they've had a pretty tough year this year. They were down... I think since their peak in February, down 16% from that. Um, you know, um, there have been bigger drops. I mean, uh, if you're looking at the Chinese ETF, that's 30%. Uh, Brazil down 30%. But emerging markets overall about 16%. But the question is, is that the opportunity that these things are really down strong? Why were they down strong? Because the dollar was up strong this year, and that's why gold didn't perform very well, even though we had lots of inflation. So the dollar strength holds back foreign emerging markets. So the question is, do you think the dollar strength is petering out? Is it topping? Is this it? No one really knows that question. And, you know, I, I probably would still be very cautious. It doesn't. I wouldn't mind having a little exposure there, but it would be very specific. It wouldn't be China. I think I'd stay away from that because of the politics between the U.S. and China. Um, it may not be Taiwan because of the politics between Taiwan and mainland China. <laughs> so there's, you know, you have to be, I'd be very, very careful where you would want to invest in emerging markets, but it might be an opportunity because they fell so strong. This year. We're moving into a break, but there's a quick reminder. Here's a quick reminder. If you missed our recent wealth webinar, Investing in an Inflationary World, you can still watch it for free. Start at investtalk.com. Click on webinar or go to the Invest Talk YouTube channel. We're headed into a break. My phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART. No two portfolios are alike. And every investor has a unique set of circumstances. The best way to get answers that correspond with your situation is for you to submit your questions to Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. 
the 24-hour listener line never closes. So don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, I'd like to have Steve's assessment of uh, ticker symbol F as in Frank, B as in boy, Facebook, uh, because it's seen a lot of ups and downs. I'd like to know what the future is. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Abhijit, calling from Fremont, California. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for calling. I would like to know what the future is, too. I mean, can we can we figure that out? I mean, I'd be great. If I could figure out the future, boy, I'd be rich. Anyways, anybody would be rich. Um, this is Facebook. FB. Um, FB. No, that's not Facebook. I'm sorry. Uh, F Meta. Ah, they changed their name? Well, I don't like that. Did they? I'm not paying attention to Facebook. Not my favorite stock for some reason. Facebook, now called Meta Platforms. I don't know why they would change it. Provides a platform enabling members to stay connected with friends and family. We all know what Facebook or Meta Platforms is. Still growing pretty fast. 35% sales growth in the most recent quarter, September 21st quarter. And, you know, here it is at the end of the month. And so we'll start getting new numbers for the fourth quarter next month. So we'll see what they do. Uh, they have been growing pretty solidly all along. Uh, they're going to make $14.24 next year. That's the estimate. It's a $346 stock. I think it's at, what, about a 24, 25 PE or so? Um, and the range is 16 to 36. So it's kind of right in the, the middle of their PE range. We're turning equities very hefty, uh, very healthy and hefty, 25%. Management owns 1%. Um, funds own 47%, by the way, if you wanted to know. Funds have been buyers. They went from 4,900 funds in a year ago, and now it's 5,450 funds. That means mutual funds and institutional investors. Um I don't like Facebook personally, uh, so uh, it's not a stock that I own, And but I think it's a very solid company. I think that uh, the most recent weakness, I mean, it topped, Facebook topped right at about uh, $384. Now it's at $346. It was up pretty nicely today, 3% today, but it got as low as $299, 300 and That's where the support comes in at $300. I I wouldn't chase it. I'd wait for it to call back to me, maybe on the next uh, correction of the market. But, you know, it's a good, solid company. J.P. Morgan says it's going to be, they expect a 10 to 20% correction in the next few months. And they say conditions are ripe for a sell-off. Uh but not for a large sell-off. In other words, they're talking about a correction, not a bear market. They think the the low investor positioning, record buybacks by corporations, and the positive seasonality for the next few months support a correction up to 20%, which would be pretty painful, right? We all know that. But not a bear market, and a correction that should be bought. That's what they're saying. So, you know, just so you keep that in your back of your head, 
not time to panic yet. I mean, uh, you never you never want to panic in or panic out of the market. Never, ever. You know, I know I've talked to many people that the market's gone down and they panic out and they kick themselves. Six months, a year later, they're still trying to figure out how to get back in. The market's rallying. So never panic out. You know, it doesn't mean you don't get out or produce cash. It just means never get out completely of the market. Because you never, no one knows when it will turn around. No one does know that. So no panicking. Either way, in or out. Okay? 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. So, uh, do you know when the Santa Claus rally starts? It starts, it is technically the last week of the month between December 24th and January 1st. Okay? So it's kind of the last trading week. Many people call the Santa Claus rally for the is the month of December. Well, it's not technically the Santa Claus rally. That that you know that's not what we use. But you know, no one really defined necessarily the Santa Claus rally. It's just understood that it's the last week. Okay, so whenever the first day of the Santa Claus rally week, whenever the first day is up one percent or more. And by the way, that's only happened like seven times in history. Every time that has happened, the market goes up more for the rest of the week. What is the average? You ask. Maybe you didn't ask, but I'm going to give it to you. 3.3% for the week. Okay? That's been the average from a Santa Claus rally point of view. If it's up 1% the first day. Many times on InvestDoc, we've mentioned that all investors should have an emergency fund. In some cases, it might be wise to have cash on hand. You may already know that depositing a large amount of cash means your bank or credit union will report the activity to the federal government. So as we go to break, here's my last trivia question of this year. What is the dollar amount threshold for cash reporting? And when was the practice first started? At the break, I'll supply the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open. I want you to call me, 888-99-CHART. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the Internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So. Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E 
com hackerone.com you've got a portfolio to grow and protect so get your finance and investment questions together and call steve peasley and justin klein they're ready with their unbiased answers invest talk 888-99-CHART 888-99-CHART i did give you a trivia question Okay, before the break, uh, and it was, you know, what do, what is the dollar amount threshold? What is the dollar amount threshold for cash reporting? And when was the practice first started? So if you're going to deposit or withdraw $10,000 or more or 50000 or 1000 what at what point do the banks, re- are, are they required to report the federal government? Okay, well, $10,000 is the answer. That's the simple answer. So when you deposit or withdraw $10,000, the Federal Reserve, the, government, the bank has to report it to the federal government, okay? It was created by the Bank Secrecy Act, passed by Congress in 1970. I was way off, by the way, okay? It was adjusted for the Patriot Act in, Patriot Act in 2002, and uh, I was more close. I was in the 2000s when I was guessing. The law was acted to reduce money laundering and other illegal activities. The threshold also includes withdrawals in 10000 Now, there's something you should also know. Suspicious activity in excess of 5000 detected by the bank or institutions is also required to be reported. In fact, the law specifically prohibits conducting a currency transaction with a financial institution in a way to circumvent the currency transaction reporting requirements. So what, what does that mean? Well, for instance, you you want to avo- if you want to avoid having your bank big cash deposits reported to the government, don't think you can just break up the money in three or four or five increments and then put it in smaller amounts in or take smaller amounts out. That is known as structuring. And the government is on the lookout for that pattern, too. So it's pretty pretty difficult. Okay, everybody? Just just remember that. Let's go to Jim in Indiana. How you doing, Jim? Excellent. How are you this evening, Steve? Good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Good. Hey, I, uh, after listening to you guys for quite some time, um, I thought it would be a good idea to find, try and find an ETF that was both energy and smart. Um, and I found FUE, except I don't think it's an ETF. Um, I, I found it on an ETF list. It, that would be Frank Umbrella Echo. Um, so I found it on an ETF list, but it's, I don't think it's an ETF. And it I, is I not. A, it is not an ETF. It is not. Okay. It's an ETN, which is an exchange-traded note corresponding to the okay. something biofuels index exchange series total return. So it's an ETN. Uh, they they were popular. I would say they're much more popular in a, around the late 90s and early 2000. And now they're not very popular. Most of the ETFs are kind of taken over. Uh, and what are the what are the differences between the two? And if, and to be honest, Jim, I can't tell you at the top of my head what they are. But I think ETNs expire. I'm not sure about that. In other words, they have an expiration of twenty, thirty years or something. 
but I'm not sure about that. Okay. Um, because it's a note, you know, it's not a open in fund like an ETF is. So, but I don't know if it's a closed event. Tiana, I'm not well versed in ETNs because no one, no one uses them anymore. You know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you asked me, I probably knew all about it, but now I don't. Now, so this is uh, selling for, it is in the field that you're talking about. So it may be something that you're interested in, but I would look it up and see how I would, I would want to know what makes a difference than, than an ETF before I bought it. And you can go to Investopedia.com, and I might do that after the show just to refresh my memory on what ETNs are and how they differ myself. But Investopedia.com, type in extreme traded note, and it'll give you the definition, and that might help you. Okay? Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, Jim, and thanks for the call. I do appreciate that. So when uh, someone takes time to leave an Investop podcast review in iTunes, we'd like to thank them for their courtesy by getting their questions quickly, uh, getting to their questions quickly. So here's some, here's one that came in earlier from iTunes reviewer. This is Puma51. I was wondering what a good buy point may be on ticker C-U-R-L-F. Let me type that in. C-U-R-L-F. Who is C-U-R-L-F? Caraleaf Holdings, engaged in the production and distribution of cannabis in the United States. Okay. Well, I want a good buy point. I remember that Justin, in a while back, around $9 may be a good buy point. It's at $8.69 right now. But it doesn't look like it's, but it looks like it's trending lower. So let's take a look. Okay. So this is a, a $6 billion company. So it's pretty pretty good size and growing very, very fast. Sales growth 74% in the most recent quarter. Now, that was drawn down well over 100% all the quarters before that. So even though it's 74% is huge, that's still a disappointment because it's down strongly from what it was before. And this happens on every growth company. At some point, it can't maintain the growth rate that it used to because the large numbers comes into play and they just can't. Now, they've never made money ever per share. Next year, they're scheduled to make money for the first time. Eight cents a share. They're going to lose 15 cents a share this year. It's an $8.69 stock. So really, you know, you need to look at a chart and decide where's a good buy point. The high point for this company was a year or so ago, uh, in a year ago, January, um, $18.38. Okay. Uh, that was what year? Yeah, 2021. Now it's eight dollars sixty nine cents. So, and it's been all that was for all that length of time. It doesn't did nothing but fall. Okay, not fast, just slowly fall the whole time. Now, is that a good point? Now, is this a good buy point? And I can see where Justin said at nine dollars looks like a good buy point because it looks like there's support there. Has it? Is it starting to act like it's support? Yes. It is. It looks like to me it wants to go higher from this point. It does not necessarily have the fundamentals to justify a higher price other than it still has a high growth rate, 74%. still very high. It's just way down from what it was. Okay? Let's pivot back to InvestTalk Voice Pink for a question that came in earlier. 888-99-CHART. Hi, I was calling to see how you feel if you're still bullish on Oneyoke, and the ticker symbol is O 
K-E. Just calling to see if you think or what a, a good entry price would be and if you still like it. Thank you so much. Yeah, good entry price right around fifty-seven dollars, fifty-seven fifty-eight. It's now fifty-nine forty-one. It was up two point four percent today, so it got down to fifty-seven three or four days ago, and it's been eking back up. And so, yeah, we still like it. We own it in some of our managed accounts. This is OKE one one OK. It's O N E O K Inc. Um, we could call it, it's one oak, you know, but depends on what, how people say it. That are Tulsa, 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 Oklahoma, managed, uh, engaging in natural gas and natural gas liquefaction, gathering and processing in the Rocky Mountains. Okay, they're going to make $3.87. It's a $59.41 stock, so it's not expensive. And it's pretty darn consistent. In recent quarters, sales growth in the September quarter was 109%. The quarter before was 104%. The quarter before that was 50%. The quarters before that, they were shrinking sales. So what do you think of natural gas, everybody? They do have lots of debt, and that's a negative. But we kind of like this company. Pays a 6.3% dividend. Just saying. I like that part. It's a, by the way, it's a $26 billion company. It's not small. Okay. Uh, well, the clock is quickly ticking down to the end of the 2021, everybody. Just four full days remaining in the year. At this point, most investors may have some work to do. You know, balancing your portfolio and harvesting your losses and doing the things you need to do. So I think it's worth uh, taking a minute or two to talk about KPP Financial, S. My, my Our firm, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein, own the firm, and we're in Orange County, California. We're actually in Irvine, California. Um, Orange County is between San Diego and L.A., right along the coast. Um, and we have some philosophies that are a little bit different than other people. Uh, we like, you know, our, you know, our independent thinking shared success motto, you know that, we also like to buy the same things for ourselves as we do for our clients. We call it parallel investing so that we're on the hook with whatever we decide to own and hold or buy or sell. We buy the same percentage, same price as our clients in the five different programs we have. I'm in all of them. So if you want to take a, help, take a look at your portfolio and help you decide whether you are taking the risk that you're comfortable taking, and that's really the key in managing money. If you're comfortable taking this risk, then when the market gets all volatile, it shouldn't worry you too much because you're, you know, you need to be comfortable with what you're doing. If that means you take less risk, okay. But we will help you decide whether you're taking a lot of risk, some risk, and whether it fits your needs, your desires, whatever that is. And we'll help you with it. We like helping people. It's no charge. Everything's free. And, you know, most money managers will do that. You know, we just won't sell you anything. We won't try to sell you. We don't do that. Now, if we can help you by managing your portfolio, we'd be happy to help you. But that's totally your decision, and we will not pressure you one way or another. So give us a call or send us an email. Be happy to talk to you about it. Okay? Next up, we'll go back to the Invest Talk voice bank. Remember, the phone lines never close. 888-99-CHART. 
Each day, InvestTalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. And Steve and Justin, thank you for your loyalty. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for InvestTalk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Your rating is a vote of confidence that leads to higher visibility and causes more people to discover and listen to InvestTalk. So please tell your friends and family members about the free InvestTalk downloads at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and InvestTalk.com. Remember to include your brief question when you review and rate on iTunes. And of course, your calls are always welcome 24-7. Don't forget to call InvestTalk. 88899 chart. Hi, love your guys' show. Thank you so much for all you do. I had a question about Novacure, NVCR. I've been reading up on it and researching it. I'm in the medical field of my profession, so it's very intriguing the way that it's starting to kind of approach cancer and different techniques. I know it, it's got some skeptical research going on and it seems like it's in its lower end of its 52-week range, with the low being 78, and it's currently at 84. So I was wondering if this would be a go to go ahead and dive into right now. I really think that it's going to have a good future, but I'm also not sure if I'm being ignorant about it. Thanks for y'all's thoughts, and again, thank you so much for what you do for all of us. Merry Christmas. Okay, on a chart basis, it's hitting support right around seventy-eight to eighty dollars. It's at eighty-two seventy-one, right today, as of today. Uh, it was down today on an update. Okay, the problem with Novacare is they don't make money. They have never made money, and they're not going to make money next year either. They're not going to make money. They're going to lose forty-one cents a share this year, and then twenty-one cents a share next year. Okay, I take that back. They made money in two thousand nineteen, eighteen cents, but all the years before that, they lost money. Uh, what do they do? They're, they're headquarters in the United Kingdom. It develops novel therapy for the treatment of solid tumor cancers, including uh, globulastomony brain cancer. I don't know what that is. Um, to acquire and construct an office building uh, at 64 Vaughn Mall in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, for $9.5 million. And they just announced that here this month. Um my problem is they don't make money, but they do have sales. Now, the sales in the most recent quarter, September quarter, was up only 1% from the quarter before that. Before that, they were up 15 to 30% sales over quarter over quarter. So they have sales, but they still haven't made money. So what is that company worth? Not worth $82.71, that's for sure. Not in my mind, unless there's some dynamic, truly inventive and Something going on with their therapies that looks really great. But if that was the case, wouldn't sales be skyrocketing in the most recent quarters? And it's not. So I'm a little concerned about that. So management owns 5%. And mutual funds have and are buying it. So someone someone's done research and they think it's a, it's a go. Okay, but it's a pretty high-risk position. So just understand that you're looking at a pretty high-risk bet here, okay? Kathy Woods, she's the manager, money manager, investment advisor, investment guru at 
ARK Investment, which puts out ETFs. And the reason why she's been in the news a lot in recent months, because she had some really great performance, but not this year. This year, she's down 20%. But she has been around for a number of years and had some really good times. So she's one of these people that either she's going to make it big or not. She's going to either make a ton of money for her clients or lose a bunch of money. That kind of investor. She has three stocks that she's putting big bets on. And I want to share those with you. But we're going to have to do that after this break. Okay? This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here to help you acquire financial freedom. That's a difficult goal, but it's achievable. So get your questions in now. 888 99Chart. You are listening to Invest Talk. We've seen the markets go up, then down, sideways, and around. It's called volatility. And if you're a serious investor, you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peasley. He's here now taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. Okay, I was talking about Kathy Woods and her ARC investment and how she is either a big winner or a big loser, and she's a loser this year. Uh, 20% down on her main ETFs. Anyway, she picked three stocks she's putting big bets on in the future. They are Zoom. Okay, Zoom, that's, you know, the conference meeting type uh, software. DocuSign, where you sign electronically over the, over the Internet. I use that myself quite a bit here for KPP Financial. And Teladoc, and that's the... Uh, medical information sharing system and medicine over the phone or, you know, via Zoom or one of the others. So those are the three stocks she has had big bets on. But listen to this. Zoom is down 65% this year. DocuSign is down 65%. And Teladoc is down 68%. Okay. Now, the only one that's not making money is Teladoc. The other two are making money, and all three are growing sales very fast. So these are all high growth plays. Is what they are, and that's how high growth plays go. Sometimes they're down big, sometimes they're up huge. You know, that's how they go. So uh, she's probably thinking, well, if they're down this much, and they still have great sales growth, then there might be an opportunity. I'm pretty sure that's how she's thinking, looking at those things. She likes the fundamentals, what they do in their sphere, which is, you know, they do. They do great work in their sphere. Well, this is my last program of the year. Justin will be here the rest of the week, by the way, so it's not the last live program for KPP Financial, but Justin will be here. So now we'll play one more uh, caller question on my last shift of the year. Hello, I would like to get your opinion on Kura Sushi USA. The ticker symbol is K-R-U-S. Thank you. Okay, Kura Sushi USA uh, operates 33 restaurants in California, Texas, Georgia, Illinois, Nevada, with plans to open 290. Wow. They have 33 restaurants and have plans to open up 290 restaurants in the future. Well, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty uh, optimistic. Uh, they're going to make 18 cents a death next year. Actually, in 2023, that's when they'll make money. 2022, 
that they're estimated to lose 39 cents and they've lost two dollars and sixteen cents in 2021 and lost two dollars so uh sales growth is pretty strong it's a 684 million dollar company so it's small uh but sales growth uh was up 400 percent in the most recent quarter that was the august quarter for them they're up 27 million dollars before that, it was up 500% at $18 million. Before that, it was shrinking because of COVID, you know, so that was a problem. Before COVID, they were growing their sales. So they're just back on their growth pattern. Um, this is a very high speculative company. It's already run up to $78 a share on earnings of $0.18 cents next year. So this is just a momentum growth stock. If you feel that that's, that stock is going to take off, you you then you buy it. And there's no real rhyme or reason what price you should buy it at. I mean, because they don't make money. So it's hard to know. They'll make money next year. Looks like a lot of support will come in around $52, $53 a share. Okay, so it went down. Was that up at 81 fell to 57 Now it's back up to 78 so I think you're chasing the performance, so therefore I wouldn't buy it at this point. I'd wait for a big pullback if we really, really, really wanted to get in the company. I don't like restaurants per se, especially, you know, startups. I mean, 300 and some stores, 290 more stores, and they only have 33 now. Uh, yeah, that's hard to do. A lot of these, lot of these companies that do have that kind of growth – Get uh, get way they they put on all these stores and they they just can't handle it. It's not the system where it's sustainable because they put on all this debt. When they put it, when you open a store, it costs big. A restaurant costs big bucks. Anyways, well, this is my last program of the year, everybody. So I appreciate you calling me. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program. Justin Klein and I thank you very much. For listening, Justin will be here tomorrow live. So it, remember, it's always a free podcast download. You can listen to it anytime you want. Uh, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. So please be sure and rate us if you would. If you download for iTunes, we would appreciate that. And please spread the word to your friends and family. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk. I wish you an early, happy new year, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.